What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Talk to me is over, but here on Post Show Recaps Theater, we are just getting started. My name is Grace, and I am reaching out to shake the hand of one Ariel, my co-host. Ariel, how are you doing? Talk to me. Grace, I let you in. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're supposed to do, actually, because but that's the sound that I'm supposed to make. No, spoilers. actually, no one would have known whether you did it or I did it. I've now outed myself as being the one to do the. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, <laughs> no spoilers. Uh, but that's exactly what would have happened. Grace, I'm so happy to to be back talking about horror. How Asks. horrible it is to be talking about horror. It's no, not- it's not horrible. It's like the only. Th- I mean, we just said obviously we had an amazing movie week. Um, I think uh, had one of the lowest drops in in box office performance ever so uh that's very impressive for barbie uh and and oppenheimer so movies are back just as movies are not back because they're going to push everything into 2024 arrow but good news for barbie fans barbie fans who want uh them to win any sort of uh uh oscar you potentially have great news for you i don't know there's any good movies coming out the rest of it's gonna be barbie versus barbie versus barbie versus barbie versus barbie like all the Uh different barbies for the for the acting awards uh yeah it's 
it's kind of it feels it's feeling kind of bleak out here a little bit and you know there was some fun stuff still out in the theaters and a lot of people as happens with this kind of very extremely positive word of mouth mm-hmm. with both of these movies but certainly Barbie and it became you know part of the experience oh my god I missed it I have to like now partake I still saw people that this past weekend making up for their clear lack of pink weekend one and now doing yes. the weekend two and a little bit more like actual Barbie like there was like uh, yes. race uh, not racer what is it like a workout fitness Barbie with like the 80 kind of like her outfit when she she goes skateboarding mm-hmm. not skateboarding rollerblading, rollerblading but yeah. actually actually i was just disappointed i thought we were going to talk about barbie and oppenheimer again this week but it wasn't until right before we recorded that you were like no we have to talk about something else well i, I actually like the movie we're talking about i don't know and i i think you've seen the movie already that we're going to talk about next week after that i don't know maybe we should go back to barbie and oppenheimer because after that it's <laughs> a bit of a cliff we are willing to revisit anything <laughs> yeah i think so um no, talk to me. Uh, uh, and and if you want to keep talking to us, make sure to subscribe. Pushrecaps.com slash movies so you don't miss any of these great movies that we're going to be talking about over the next few months. Uh, talk to me. Uh, actually, a 2022 film because it premiered at the 2022 Adelaide Film Festival. Then it had a world premiere at Sundance. Um, and then I believe got picked up or bought. This is a supernatural horror, horror film directed by Danny and Michael uh, Philip. Who I don't know exactly if I'm saying their name correctly. Well, it is their Australian, so it would be Philippe. Philippe. It's their feature film directorial debut. Uh, it's written by Danny uh, and then Bill Hinsman. Um, this movie, yeah, so it had huge buzz, I think, coming out of Sundance as being mm-hmm. uh, a very scary film, very well written film, good performances. And uh, no spoilers, Ariel, but after watching it, what did what did you make of it? Yeah, there was a lot of buzz for sure, as you said, and people around here know that I sometimes like to worry, you know, expectations high, expectations low. It's a it's a delicate balance. You want to be kind to yourself and your music movie going experience. Yeah. Very happy to say that I really, really enjoyed it. I think, you know, you and I have talked in the past, certainly last year about this renaissance of horror seemingly in the last yeah. few years and like it just getting more democratic almost in that field and like this is this is where new people are breaking through new voices young voices or in some cases like people who are switching professions or switching genres or whatever and i think it's 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 a it's ripe for for this kind of this genre is ripe for this kind of of mining emotional mining I had a blast. I think it's there. There is a little bit of like, you know, blinders and bubbles and all that. But there's a little bit of a lot of momentum, I think, behind this as far as, you know, people are talking about it, film, Twitter, film X, whatever it's called now. And, uh, you know, people are certainly excited about it. It's an A24 film that always has, you know, an air about it that it's not going to be boring. It's at least going to be some kind of weird or interesting. And. I thought the the performances were great. I'm excited to talk about it. It wasn't very long. It was like 95 no. minutes. So, you know, you and I already are already in. Uh, but yeah, talk to me. What did you I, think? 
I did a double feature the day I watched Talk to Me. I went to go see Talk to Me, and then I watched Theater Camp. And I think I was in the theater uh, for shorter than all of Oppenheimer. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> seeing uh, Talk to Me and uh, and Theater Camp, which both came in at about 95, 96 minutes. Yeah, great runtime. Yeah, so A twenty four won a won a bidding war basically uh, coming out of Sundance uh, with Universal Pictures and some other studios to get this film. I do think it lands nicely in the A twenty four. Uh, uh, thing. I, was I telling this on a podcast recently? A twenty four was the only uh, movie production I saw get actually like applause and claps at last year's uh, Toronto International Film Festival. So like, yeah, they have a reputation for the type of uh of movies. Um, yeah. horror. I, I think the thing about horror is the first thing is that small budget. So this was a four and a half million dollar uh, budget, made about ten million dollars this weekend. Um, that's really great for what we're, we're getting to see like uh first time filmmakers or young filmmakers uh barbarian comes to mind as um i believe i can't remember the the film troupe that that guy uh, uh zach Kreger was in um but that was his directorial debut um and his first solo screenwriting credit i believe on that in that film and that film just like blew me away i i do think horror you know, we talked about last week with Melissa. Melissa raised the point that Barbie was the number one box office opening weekend for any movie that has not been is not a sequel or a remake, right? Um, so uh, or I think also you'd also or have to a include, requel like, even. Yeah, or <laughs> or you'd have to include like Black Panther as being in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like right, that, right, right. you know. So there's like, yeah, some qualifiers. But I do think you know most of these horror movies. There are some that have done well that are obviously um, like uh, we we've been watching the Halloween films over the last few few years and whatnot. But these ones that I'm really impressed with are often original ideas, as much as you mm -hmm. can be in horror, right? Like obviously we're going to see a lot of these tropes, but often commenting on society in a way that I think is really effectively done in horror. I think that our modern world sometimes feels like an absolute nightmare. And so to like do this, like no spoilers, but this is a film that definitely takes on sort of the, like, you know, what you get up to in your, in your uh, parents' basement, like at nights, you know, uh, mm -hmm. but like, you know, they're all filming it and, and uh, what's happening and whatnot. Um, it does have this, I think the, um, director said this that like this feels like if this was a thing this is how this this is what would happen with this thing which is kind of an irresponsible use of this thing that they find because these are teenagers who who find it and use it um before obviously without spoiling anything it gets carried away uh yeah. i really yeah, like talk usually to me. happens right it's like yeah. the, the teenagers they're they're curious whether it's classic horror they're curious about each other and they get punished for that or you know there's always a a curiosity the characters have to have a buy-in to put themselves in a situation that we're going to be yelling at them about at the screen. Yeah. That's part of the deal. Yeah. And I will say this movie, I thought it took a little bit to, to get going and really get to the horror. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a pretty well done film, but I was like waiting for what I thought people were saying was working, which was like the horror of the, the film. There are some moments where I am just like absolutely like, oh, my God, I can't believe that is what's happening on the screen. So that was really effective. Yeah. Yeah, certainly some very disturbing parts. Um, I I had a similar experience, but in a way that I didn't mind. You know, sometimes we talk about the, the parts of our brain or certain parts of ourselves that we're trying to turn off to just fully enjoy a thing. And in this case, that was what that side of my brain was saying. I was like, well 
we're like 20 minutes in. What's, I know. You know what's, what's, uh, what's happening? What's all the stuff that was in the trailer? <laughs> but uh, it's, you know, and, and I think in a way that anytime my expectations are subverted and I feel like the movie is, has either something unique to say, intelligent to say, what have you, I am fine with it. And here I was definitely like, okay, I'm impatient, but also I'm really enjoying the story and so curious how it's all going to come together. And I think basically throughout the entire movie, I was impressed and surprised by a lot of what happened in a way that I feel good about. Uh, but there were a couple of things that I will talk about later that I, one of the things being what you just said. Um, yeah. Um, so let's spill the PSRT. So we start with uh, this man, Cole, who is uh, a teen. He's at a party and he's looking for his brother, Duckett. And he eventually finds him. He has to break down a door to get in. Um, but while he's taking uh, Duckett out of the party, Duckett stabs Cole and then stabs himself in the face. Uh, and he dies uh, as you know, after stabbing himself in the face. I think with the so bottom. far, I'm out. Yeah. Um, then we cut to a completely different story. 17 year old Mia uh, is uh, she's attending uh, the anniversary, seemingly like a like a get together of her mom's uh, death. And uh, she you can tell she has a, a bit of a, a troubled relationship with her father, uh, whose name is Max. Um, but she spends a lot of her time at her friend Jade's uh, house. Uh, Jade's mom is there. And um, actually, I think the first time we we see her little brother, Jade's little brother, Riley, uh, it's because um, uh, she Mia goes and picks up Riley um, when Jade didn't answer the phone. We see that like Jade and Mia are not maybe um, as buddy buddy as they happened in the past. I actually wondered at first if they like I couldn't tell what the relationship was. I mm. thought maybe they were like dating uh, or whatever. But Some we kind of friction. Yeah, but then that. we find. We find out that like she she's getting a call and her, her ringtone being crazy frog. Great choice. Just a, a wonderful choice uh, uh -huh. in the movie. Uh, she's getting calls from this guy and she's like, let me just give me five minutes, whatever. And so basically we learned that like Mia has basically like often stays at their house uh, while uh, because she has such a distance relationship with her father. Um one night, um, Mia, Jade, and Riley sneak out and they go to a party hosted by Haley and Joss. And uh, when they're there, there is this hand that Haley pulls out. You touch it. You, they light a candle. You grab the hand, say, talk to me. And then you say, I'll let you in. And so basically you then get possessed. And the rule is 90 seconds or less is how long you are allowed to be possessed. Anything more than that. That's bad. Uh, we got to rip you off the hand uh, before 90 seconds and blow out the candle to like end the possession. There are mm -hmm. rumors that like dying with the possession still happening is really bad. I didn't really get that. I didn't really understand this. It is like it feels really bad no matter what, but like dying is especially bad, but it's already bad because you're dead. Ariel. I guess. <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. There was a there was a very realistic level to which the complicated nature and possibility of this thing yeah. isn't immediately clear to a set of teenagers because they don't really care about that as much. They're more yeah. worried about like the Instagram likes and, you know, they're recording yeah. all this stuff and it's pretty popular and it looks on camera, it looks fake. And then, we, you know, we get to witness it in person alongside with them. Yeah, because they're they're seeing videos of them doing this at other parties, which necessitates them then then going to the party to try it. And Mia wants to try it out. She does try it, and the spirit that has possessed her is threatening Riley. It's very uncomfortable. Riley and Mia have this very cute relationship that's I, I very much love in the movie. Um, the they try to take the 
hand off of Mia and blow out the candle, but they're not able to do it until a little bit after 90 seconds. So uh, bad, bad news potentially for Mia. Um, uh. They end up doing it again the next night. Mia is like, like that was awesome. It's like amazing. It was great. Um, and uh, although um, Riley does have some some nightmares about it, uh, can't sleep, and he goes to stay in Jade's room, and Jade's like, no, so he goes and stays with Riley. Um, the next night, they're all doing it, seemingly like whether or not they all do it multiple times or whatever. We get a bit of a montage, and yeah. finally, Riley, uh, Jade. Jade and her Jade does not do it. Um, yeah, it she never engages. Yeah, but Riley would like to do it. And when he gets possessed, ultimately, like Jade leaves and Jade's boyfriend leaves, and he's like, "Okay, maybe you can do it for fifteen seconds. Like it's okay." And yeah, so sixty, 60 seconds. Don't they like negotiate down? Did, uh, right? Yeah, like, I think they negotiate. Oh no, sixty then... is. The, I think sixty is where maybe they started, but I just remember right. that being like. I'm like, okay, 30 seconds less than an adult. I guess that makes sense because he's not yeah. a full adult. He's, yeah. you know, a, a pretend. <laughs> yeah. So he does do it. He is possessed uh, actually by Mia's mom, seemingly, who starts talking to Mia. Um, and Mia stops the group from, like, stopping the possession because yeah. she wants to keep talking to her mom. Dead mother, yeah. Uh, Riley's body is, like, basically overtaken, and he... This is brutal. Starts smashing his head against everything. He tries to take out his own eye. Um, and ultimately, uh, it is stopped, but seemingly far too late. Uh, he has to be taken to the hospital where um, uh, Jade, as well as Jade's mom, are furious with Mia um, that this whole thing happened. And Jade, especially that that um, she actually let uh, Riley uh, do it. Uh, Mia is seemingly haunted by the ghost of her mom. Um, and so is sort of probably due to the fact that she had the, the talking to, she was holding the hand for longer than 90 seconds, seemingly is still has some spirits inside of her. Um, one night, uh, Jade's boyfriend, Daniel, uh, drives her home and he realizes like he can't really go back home. And so she offers to him, uh, you can stay at my house. And he's like, that's weird. Cause we used to date. She's like, don't worry. It definitely won't be weird narrator it was weird <laughs> it was weird i have he, to, i have to yeah. say it was weird yeah he wakes up in the middle of the night mia has um a vision that a spirit crawls over and starts licking daniel's toes and feet uh -oh. and then he wakes up and it's actually mia who is doing this uh so he's like i'm going to leave <laughs> mm -hmm. and that that night she uses the embalmed hand to try to contact her mom again. Um, her mom says my death was accidental. So this is a big thing that they've been kind of alluding to like what happened? Like seemingly she was like her dad tried to like break into the room, could hear the mom crawling, but it's always been said that this was like a suicide. Yeah. Um, but the ghost of her mom is basically telling Mia like, no, um, or sorry, like this was accidental. Like you, and you need to go help Riley. Riley is still possessed. And, um, and every time he wakes up, he tries to kill himself again. Uh, essentially the ghost stuck inside of him are trying to kill him so they can own him forever or whatever. Um, well, that's a ghost story. I can't remember when we see, so this is, um, they, at some point they do another, like, I can't remember where she gets to see this, but she gets to see all of the spirits feeding on, on, yeah, Riley. Yeah, they try to do it in the they try to do it in the hospital when Riley yeah. has been taken and they're like, let him they're trying to like 
speak on his behalf. The whole thing is you have to say the words, but like right. you say the words for someone oh, this, else. But she is this the tries. child? Is this what the child? She's like, I can show you where he is. And then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they get like a child spirit and they're the ghosts seem to be like feasting on him as a far like picture, like uh, a little bit of a. Uh, like uh, what are they called the dementors and in, in harry potter there's there seems to be a little bit of that going on like taking his life spirit but it's like yeah. a big group of ghosts so it's like you know they're not uh they're not going to give him up easily is is the implication yeah so the friends track down cole who was the guy at the beginning of the movie who got stabbed turns out he lived his brother died and he reveals that the spirits will weaken the longer they stay in riley's body so they just need to wait it out mia fears the spirits are going to kill him before that Every time he gets better, um, he tries to kill himself. So Mia decides that they need to complete the ritual by blowing out the candle, which apparently they failed to do the first time. I, I did not notice this. I'd be so keen to watch it again to see if they blow out the candle. Mm. Um, this is where she sees um, that he's being tortured. And um, then one night at home, uh, Mia goes home and Max reads... Uh, uh, his his wife's suicide note to Mia apologizes for having hidden it from her. Um, she doesn't she isn't sure what to believe because this ghost of her mom is telling her like that's not true. Like I did not commit suicide, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, she the Ray's Ray's ghost, her mom's ghost, says your dad is lying to you, and she starts to get attacked by an evil spirit in the form of her father. And as she's like close to grabbing the scissors, the spirit disappears just as her father comes into the room to like, see if she's okay. And Mia kills her own father with a pair of scissors in the neck. Yeah. She certainly stabs him in the neck. Uh, this is, this is brutal. Like, yeah. Uh, wrong place. Wrong time. <laughs> yeah. The timing of it is great. Yeah. Um, so, Rhea, Mia's mom has also told her like Riley needs to die. Like that's how you can set him free. They won't feast on him if you just kill him. Mm -hmm. So Mia tricks Jade into leaving the hospital. Sue, uh, uh, Jade's mom, uh, ultimately like apologizes to to Mia for having like mystery. She's like, I know it wasn't your fault. Like there's a lot of like they think that that like there were drugs at the party. Uh, is like the it's just like right, you you know. Yeah this is what happened to Riley. And she's like, can I have a moment alone with Riley? And Sue is like, yes, of course. So, um, she then, this is where we get to, like, as she's like looking at this body, she wants to kill Riley. It takes the form of this like rotting old woman mm -hmm. and she's not able to kill him. Meanwhile, Jade finds Mia's father like bleeding out and calls her mom to be like, Hey, you gotta like you gotta Mia is a danger, a threat to Riley. Right. If he's she's alone with him. Jade gets back and Mia is like wheelchairing wheel wheelchairing Riley like away from the hospital. And the spirits are telling like, you know, push him into oncoming traffic, kill him. And there's a moment earlier when he drives, she drives him home. They see a kangaroo dying on the road, and they ultimately like don't do anything. Like um Riley wants her to like put it out of. Uh, it's misery and she chooses not to. And so in this moment, she's like flashing back to that moment and she's like deciding whether or not to push Riley uh, into oncoming traffic yeah, instead. Misery, yeah. Yes. She throws herself into oncoming traffic, causing a car crash. Um, 
she regains consciousness and is wandering around the hospital, sees Riley with Jade and Sue. They're walking out, sees her father like walking away uh, onto the elevator and she tries to follow him, but it all goes dark. And then suddenly uh, she sees a light. She walks towards it. And then as she reaches out to touch a hand, it is a, another group of party goers playing the same g- game. And she is now the spirit who has died that can talk to the living. And that is Talk to Me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That is talk to me. And they're speaking, I forgot, they're speaking Italian or Greek. These kids, they're, they're some. Yeah, something like that. But then they don't say talk. Then they say talk to me in English. I'm like, or I'll let you in or whatever. Uh, yeah. Talk to me. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, this, I really liked the ending. I thought that it was super it works within the logic of the movie. It's that thing of like, if you're, if you're paying attention, you could probably see it coming. That's as soon as it goes dark. And then she sees like that candlelight. I mean, you don't know immediately yeah. candlelight, but you suspect that it is. And for them to end on that note, I think is really cool because it's not like, it's not one of those things where you feel good about, you know, seeing it coming or calling it or whatever. It's more that it feels organic to the movie and it has, set itself up in a way that this makes sense for it to happen to her i thought a couple of things were a little bit unclear to me and 
that's where I like the the very few nitpicks that I have with the movie. Like, mm-hmm. did the father die or did he not die? I think like they leave it. So I actually the friend finds him and then she sees the dad walking away from her. And we know by the end that she is the dead person or she is a dead figure herself. So if he's walking away, maybe he survived and he got to walk out of the hospital like everybody else did. I Um, think I think in my I don't think it's until now that I'm realizing that he I think he probably doesn't die. Actually, I think probably because he's sitting up when 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 she comes um, in, when when Jade comes in. I do think probably in the fact that he's in the hospital, because I did wonder, like, why doesn't she see her mom? But if her dad lived, then I presume you can see she can see her dad and she can see Riley and Sue and Jade. Um, So, yeah, I think you're probably right that actually Max does not die. Max lives. And it's just super bleak for an ending, but it feels like instrumental like it feels like because the game was the was the whole movie ultimately even though it Mm -hmm. took a little while to get there that she would she was the one of everyone that you know uh not believed in it the most but yearned to use the hand the most for a very human understandable reason she had lost her mother and she wanted to commune with her and you know speaking of that moment for sure for me was one of the highs because right before they reveal that it's the mom you just know like what else could she see what else could uh jamie the kid be seeing in order to give him that reaction it's like it feels so smart for the movie to arrive there and when they when he's like oh it's when you realize it's her mom talking to her like okay this this is why she can't let this go right like it's literally a hand it's her it's her mother it's a very it's a very intelligent way to bring in this like you know supernatural element and still keep it grounded well see what i like about this because i don't get the sense that she's so she can she chooses so the two times she's talking to her mom other than seeing her mom in the background but when she's when the hand activates her mom um the first time is when it's riley and the second time is when she's already let the spirits in and her mom is already inside. And so she's using the hand. I almost feel like she may not have even had to use the hand, but, but, but whatever. But what I really like about like the tragedy of this film is, is a little bit of what you were talking about, about how she's the one who's most eager to use it at the beginning though. I don't get the sense like her the first time. And even the second time she chooses to do it is because she can see her m- mom. I don't know if that's what you're saying. It's just that it's such a, like, this is, I mean, the mom, there's a lot of the jokes. I re- the mom being like trying to get them all to reveal that there's a party happening at the house. Uh, and like, if you do drugs like me, I know you've done drugs before. If you do drugs, you're not allowed to stay at my house. Um, the hand is a drug of su- like, not exactly, but they, the sensation that they all seem to get, especially that Mia gets after the first time she uses it. The mm-hmm. fact that she's, when they, bring it to Jade's house the next night. She's like, please bring the thing. Um, can I, I want to do it again, you know? Yeah. So it's just like euphoric, whatever it was about doing it um, was amazing. And then the tragedy of putting Riley in the situation, the one that like is seemingly the most scared by the whole thing, mm-hmm. uh, the most innocent of anybody who's, who's yeah, there. Like sure. there's uh, Riley's friend, Jamie, who's such a little <laughs> shithead. Uh, we see him in a couple mm-hmm. scenes the scene where she gets picked up and then, um, and then that, that night um, uh, before the party. Uh, I loved Riley so much in terms of like his, him looking for 
sort of attention love protection from somewhere and he's getting it from riley and so then the unfortunate incident that like riley makes or mia makes riley stay touching the hand too long because it's the ghost of her mom is like brutal and like so selfish but so human yeah yeah it's really good it's really yeah no i i i do love it and i like that comp uh to to substance abuse i mean first of all yeah my what i was saying about her was just in in like the sec i don't think she set out playing this game to talk to her mom but like in the few seconds before it's revealed that it's her mom that has now possessed jamie i'm like Oh God, the way the music changed. Like it has to be her mom. There's just no other who there's uh, no other escalation that could possesses make Riley. Where this was yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Where, uh, where Riley is getting possessed, that it that would be his mother. That would be uh, her mother, excuse me. But I think the the to that point though, with her, the comp about it, you know, being a stand-in for for substance abuse. And not everything has to be a metaphor, but I think it totally makes sense, right? Like she has the most recent trauma she lost yeah. her mom yeah pretty recently at a at a young age and it's super fresh for her so it makes sense that she would be the most open the most raw emotionally to this kind of experience just for getting you know like getting high off the hand basically because to your point that's how they look and feel and talk about it once they're done uh as long as they stay under the you know the time parameters that the movie has established but i think it's it's super effective and and haunting like the idea it take like as we said before like it takes a little bit to get even to the first scene with the hand and i think it's doing a lot of character work with these three main people joe mia and riley to kind of like get their relationship in a for you for the viewer to really understand it before they introduce this other thing that's going to upset the balance and i think that to the movie's credit, it feels more like a, it doesn't feel like a traditional horror movie like that. There's no like opening. Well, there, I guess there is an opening scene, but there's no, like there, there is such a pause between the first initial horrible act and the second iteration of what we perceive to be horrible. What um, I, you, I totally, I agree. I think what I really ultimately end up liking about it, especially because it's such a short runtime is I, I really was not seeing what was going to happen to Riley coming at all. I knew it was like a bad idea for him. Obviously there's like, there's so much in that they build up to like, he's a kid. Jade's like, don't do it. No, you're not allowed to do it. Not even budging on the time. Me being like, Oh, come on. What about 60 seconds? And then Jade like leaving and then ultimately like letting him do it. Like I knew it would be bad, but I thought, I do think it's like, it's the fact that it's Mia's mom who is like speaking yeah. to Mia is so effective. And then they hit you with like, oh, he's been in there. Like he's been doing it too long. And the that scene, the other scene that I think for me was probably the most like, oh my God, was the scene where he, they're giving him like a shower and he hospital. smashes his head against the, the tile. And then he starts licking the blood as he's lying on the ground. I was like, Oh my God, this is like a little, like, like he's not a little kid, but he's like, yeah, you know, like he is and he isn't, you know, he's, he's like, like primal. It's like, he's gone. Oh. He's, it's like, he's achieved or gone in, in touch with like this very animalistic thing, arguably the thing that is possessing him has. And I think for, for absolutely those scenes are disturbing, both the initial scene where he's first giving himself like 
very serious head injuries. Uh, and just rip his eye out. The spirit, the spirit, uh, the spirit that was possessing him is doing this to his body, but still. Um, and then the, the hospital scene that you're talking about just now, I think for me, it was a little bit almost like every, um, how can I say this? Like the, a very realistic horror and not realistic that this would happen, but just like, there is nothing yet possession aside. There is nothing supernatural about a person's body just doing this. It feels very scary and horrible in the sense that this could really just happen you could you know propel yourself in a certain way to do serious harm to yourself and it was hard to watch like i had to literally look down away from the screen because it's very bloody and it's very intentionally disturbing and i think that i i was expecting the movie to be a little bit more traditionally scary like maybe whether that be jump scare well, i mean i hate the word traditional do you know what i mean like i thought like the i thought the first horror thing we see is like a grotesque like rotting yeah. Yeah, human yeah, yeah. and yeah. i thought we were definitely gonna like i was like I more think, of that yes and then we yeah. don't really we get the like crawling and at the the woman and the toes and at the end we certainly get like the woman who's mm-hmm. like taken over for riley or whatever but we really don't get like for me those were not the scariest scenes the scariest scenes were what it causes people to do yeah yeah Yeah, it's more a little bit more and you know not that horror the horror umbrella now as we kind of referred to earlier it's it's so wide that it doesn't matter we don't it doesn't i'm not trying to like uh split hairs as far as what is more hard than the other but to me specifically this was a little bit more on the true horror side and less and and gory and less uh scary but obviously you know that doesn't make it any less horror i just think as far as again expectations i and the other thing is selfishly i should just say i can come clean about this i really like to be scared like whether you know jump scares can be really cheap but when they work they work right it's undeniable and you know when you when you see something that you don't understand you're like what am i looking at like is that a spirit is that you know i'm i'm scared of there are certain things that me personally i react to and i think i was just expecting a little i was expecting my my pulse to be pounding a little bit more than it was in this movie but i think what I got instead was this really fascinating, complicated story that I was engaged in the entire time. So that is obviously not nothing. Um, but I think, I think I wanted a couple more jump scares selfishly, selfishly. Mm. I know it's not See, for everyone. Yeah. As a kid, I always was the, the thing that traumatized me more than anything I ever watched as a child is that opening scene in scream. And that's because it, because you to were me, such a Drew Barrymore fan. Cause I was like, Oh my God, Drew Barrymore is not in this film. <laughs> uh how dare you no um because for me i you know this is a supernatural horror film but i think the scenes that were the most effective for me and i know he's possessed and he's like attacking himself because he's like he's not actually doing it but i just like that stuff for me was so much more effective than like any like i don't know even if i love the like old woman in place of riley at the end like i don't know if i if i love that decision to like basically replace him i might have rather because she had already let spirits in for her to almost be like surrounded by them i think would have been for me smarter and to have riley like sitting there like comatose or whatever like i think that would have been more effective as a as a choice um 
but anyway, I, I say that scream thing because I am much more scared by stuff that that I feel like is more likely to happen to me in my life, mm -hmm. uh, which is that somebody could break into my house and kill me rather than I'm, I put touch a hand I'm possessed. Uh, and then, so, but and I, then you, you let know, them in, they I break them in, in and you let them in. And then they're like <laughs> sucking on my toes or whatever. <laughs> But classic, um, classic burglar ghost activity, uh, which is funny because I do like the Riley stuff is all like that's possession. You know, it, it's yeah. not like he's doing it. But I, there was something so like for me haunting about those scenes where he's doing that. And I do love the of like having a safe haven from her this relationship that's not working with her dad and yeah. for them to think that she has done something which she kind of did although it's like much bigger than they could ever imagine right and um, she kept the hand right like she like yeah stole, she kind of stole the hand at one point so she could selfishly but again understandably under the circumstances because of her mom and of, of it all yeah kept the hand like in her backpack and you're just yeah. mm. this is when you're looking at the movie screen just shaking your head like i know but what i like about th that's a that's like a story that doesn't need to be told within the horror lens but it but it is and i think it's told pretty effectively and i think the ends like you know I do want her to like sacrifice herself to save Riley. Cause again, I do think it's like partially her fault that she's, and if that's like the only, they're also, it's not super clear how that stops Riley from being possessed is a, is a plot hole. I think I have with the movie. Yeah. Like you said, she kind of throws herself into the traffic seemingly, you know, to the point about the misery thing and like the, 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 uh, what was it the kangaroo no the kangaroo the... yeah it is a kangaroo unless it's uh, another marsupial apologies let's yeah start. apologies to kangaroos <laughs> it's you know there there is something that kind of makes sense about like take me instead right like they just want on the one hand they want they're attracted the ghosts are quote-unquote attracted to his energy because he's so young right like they're even when he when uh when they're all just First sitting in the room one. at one point yeah. the ghost like zeroes in on him but I think, you know, me, one, me is not that much older. Two, you know, arguably at some point that just makes sense. All they want is life force. We see from Mio's perspective at the end that it's all just darkness and they literally yeah. just see a candle floating and they go to it. So there is a way in which that totally makes sense that they want, all they want is to feel more alive and to get as close to being alive as possible. These spirits, uh, entities, the, whatever. And... But the fact that the hand is never in play at the end doesn't make sense, right? Like I do, I don't think that like rules what, are established. What about the hand enough? feelings, right? Yeah. It's like, I want to know what the hand, nobody ever washed it. That's it was true. so dirty. Everybody kept writing. There's a real hand it. under it. Apparently it's not just. Surrounded. Oh, right. There is that theory. And I was like, oh my I, God, are we going to see it? I do like, I did like, uh, I did like Haley and Joss, I think as the like mm -hmm. shitheads who have this thing. Uh, yeah, they were like, good. I don't know. It was given to us by so-and-so. Haley's oh. like uh, masculine energy too. I really like, you know, and then never really like part of me yeah, was like, like I want to know what their gender is. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, my, you know, who cares? I uh, loved it. But I, the end i do love it. i do like the idea in principle that mia sacrifices herself riley for as far as we know leaves the hospital as long as that all of that stuff she was seeing is true leaves with sue like and jade like that i like it that Mia. Like it. it seems I like, like it, was all, yeah. it all mattered and and her sacrifice at least meant something because now she's left with like eternal who knows what and and I like I like the thing of like now she's on the other side of this game like I lo like I love that I thought and like the the little candle that she sees and she walks towards it and then sees the hand touches the hand 
great loved so all smart. of that it felt I, so cool yes uh brilliant ending i think like n- n- no notes on like that part of it the yeah. only piece is like there are like rules to the to the hand and the can and like and and i'm sure that like um the directors danny michael philbrook they could they could explain to me like probably right. like oh well this is how it worked and i but i'm right. like but you didn't put that in your movie like right because rule... they're they're twins so it makes sense that they probably understood <laughs> they just... it immediately from each other telekinesis to intuition yeah but no we're not yeah. twins us viewers we're not your twins so. yeah like the th- piece of like the spirits needing to feed on something is that's in there the fact that she held the hand for longer than 90 seconds and that she's seeing her mom evidence that like she has already let them in and potentially they have access to her uh i just i don't i don't why was she not like for more of the movie why is she not like i guess she is but she's not really trying to hurt herself right and it's like the the ghost is tempting her but like the i the rules of it i don't quite see in the way that the movie actually ended her jumping into traffic um and being hit by the car um i don't i don't quite see there's a vagueness to some of those ending notes you know like her jumping you know we're kind of making a few assumptions that i think just doesn't feel as clean as we want it to but in the film's defense is like probably or it feels very intentional and realistic to what the experience might be like, you know, like it's, it's if not you were possessed clean, by a hand, if you were no. possessed and then you tried to sacrifice your life and then your life ended the way you would experience it, you might just like get up and can your spirit would continue on and you'd be a little confused. Yeah. I think in that sense, it makes sense. You know, we, we talked a little bit about already of, you know, movie, the horror genre in general. And this movie, I think it's true of a lot of genres, but certainly is it this genre you have there are leaps in logic that you can make because you are standing on the shoulders of a lot of other movies that came before you and yeah, i think 100%. a lot of times movies like this use that to their advantage just like the certain rules certain ways you think about entities spirits all that kind of stuff that you don't have to explain it in your movie because people kind of just get it um but i I didn't want to be as confused as I was about some of those like very, very specific nitpicky things. I also um, think full credit to Sophie Wilde, who's the actress who plays Mia and does, yeah. does do a lot of emotional acting in this. hundred uh, percent. I also think that the Cole Duckett scene, the, the, the beginning, and then they go and see Cole, that feels like it's in there to get a moment at the beginning of the, the movie um, mm-hmm. that doesn't maybe work for me because ultimately what they, what duck what cole tells them which is fine that he doesn't actually really know and i think he i don't even know is he lying like the his brother gets his brother kills himself so do that like the longer it's in there the weaker they'll be i don't know if that's true either it's you know the funny thing about about this that you're talking about is i really liked having it at the beginning because again that's such a trope of like yeah and in this case, it's something like uh, I was comparing it in my head. It's a little analogous to like Jumanji. You know, you're, the mm-hmm. game, it's always, it existed before. Even when you're when you're done with it, it's probably going to happen again. Haley so, tells them to burn the thing when they're done with it. And clearly they yeah, don't. Right. No one ever does it. That's, yeah. that's the rule. You can never well, maybe do you can, you're but... supposed to do. Uh, but the, the idea that, that uh, she would like like the rules make sense and the fact that they didn't you know destroy it and all of that makes sense it's just uh 
there's a little bit again it's just like a little bit of vagueness with with how some of the things ultimately um resolved but i think it's still it's still super impressive you know two it, uh yeah two wins I, I just I just want to finish the point on the duck at Cole. When they when they go and see Cole again, I think that like there could be a fun twist on this trope of like, oh my God, like we could go, like Cole's been through this before, so he'll have the answer and he gives a piece of information that unlocks something for them. He he doesn't give them any correct information. And so, but then they're never at a they're never a point in the movie being like, oh my god, Cole was wrong, you know, for whatever reason Cole was wrong, but just because he doesn't know he's lying or whatever, I whatever. I hated that they brought him back at all, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't the beginning the beginning, it's fine. You don't need more explanation. And then they yeah. to your point, they seek him out again, and then he doesn't really not only is he ultimately you're not sure if he's right, but also they leave the bus like, oh god, that was not helpful. Like it just, I know. Well, so there could be a fun twist on the trope of like find the person who's been through this thing before. That's totally fun. Like that's fine, but they don't kind of like do enough with it. It almost feels like something got cut for like, for the fact that's in there. Anyway, I do agree. I, uh, I feel like I'm like hating on the movie. I really loved it. I really loved spending 90 minutes in this uh, Australian uh, world. So I, I, I guess Australia is part of the world. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, but, some uh, would say, some would say it's part of like an under. It's on the other side under, of the world, yeah. perhaps an upside down. Um, Are people gonna be mad that we didn't talk about the actual breakout horror movie of the weekend, Haunted Mansion? <laughs> um, I have no Can comment I... except to say that my friend saw it and yeah. I, didn't go well it 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 has not a bad uh uh audience score on uh on rotten tomatoes i will tell you can i just tell you very one for it so i did the double feature uh -huh. and i had been planning kind of all day like maybe i'll do actually do three and i'll watch haunted mansion and then like the break was like way too long between movies the theater camp and haunted mansion. i was like nah i'm gonna go home, <laughs> yeah, <I> went home. <laughs> so i could have watched haunted mansion i ultimately did not watch haunted wow mansion. you were like i could have taken this elevator oh see that's what i did i kept confusing haunted yeah. mansion with uh tower of terror and i was like uh, are they getting on an elevator um yeah but yeah that was that was not meant to be for me to watch. Uh, Maybe one day when it's on Disney Plus in like two weeks. It's an 85% uh, on run, uh, audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll just tell you that. Wow. So that's, I don't know. Something. Danny um, DeVito's in that thing. So Danny DeVito. Wow. Danny DeVito is not in this movie. Uh, talk to me. But yeah, I want to say shout out to Miranda Otto, who is, who plays the mom. And yes. as a hilarious turn, being the mom, be like, are you having a party tonight? And then she's so going to like, different people in the house. So funny. Up, like, what time's the party? And everyone's like, uh, no, party. no party. And she's like, I know there's a party. <laughs> it's really funny. It was really good. So good. The mom tuition that she had. Yeah. Um, before we go, we're going to chat about what we're going to do next week. I wanted to give a quick shot. I did watch theater camp. I thought it was a delight. I thought it was a treat. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as a summer camp person. It especially worked for me, uh, but I liked that movie and it kind of got uh, suffocated in the Barbenheimer of it all. But people, if you have a chance to go see uh, theater camp, I would I would suggest doing it. It's very LGBTQ. It's very funny. I liked it. You've I seen it, right? Suffocated. Yes, I thought yeah. it was. I laughed so hard for so long watching that movie. I thought it's I think it's so dumb in the best way. So silly, so warm and just has like a lot. It just has a lot of positive lovely energy and things to say about that community and yeah. how you know it's perceived and treats itself internally and 
I think for sure it's worth seeing. But when you said it got suffocated, I imagined like the hand from Talk to Me. Like I could see like the mural of the yeah, month, right? Like right. Talk to Me is suffocating some kind of maybe Noah Galvin from Theater Camp. Yes. And then Barbenheimer is like standing above their dead bodies. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, next week, uh, we're going to some classic IP. Uh, we are going to be chatting about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, colon, Mutant Mayhem, which I believe you've Mutant seen already, Ariel. Mayhem, yes. We talked about Down Under as far as Australia. I went Down Under this past weekend into the sewers Whoa. to watch this movie. They had like a live screening in the sewers, and you could talk about <laughs> Ninja Turtles while the movie was going, like what they thought. Did it smell like poop no, I mean, <laughs> it was Pupe. Pupe. I loved this movie. Yeah, I cannot um, wait to talk about it. I can't wait till it's out in the world and people start enjoying it. I, speaking of laughed, you know, I talked about theater camp. I laughed a lot. I laughed more in this movie. Mm. And I think it has so much heart. I will just say this obviously, no spoilers. The, I think my rank, my ridiculous, nonsensical ranking for these animated movies are. Spider-Verse original first, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles second, and then the Spider-Verse sequel third. So wow. I'll just say that. Wow. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, there's a, a preview going around when you go to the movies and Seth Rogen is like, I don't know why they wanted me to do a Ninja Turtles movie, but they called me an ass. And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I guess I could have a good idea. And then he made the movie. So I'm very excited. That'll be very fun. Um, in the meantime, Ariel, what else you got going on? Where can people find you? I trying to get the smell out of my clothes from the sewers uh, this past weekend. All that poop. <laughs> uh, I am covering. Wow, so many things, Grace. Covering the after party with you and Jess, yeah. the Apple TV Plus show as we make our way, you know, halfway ish through the second season. It's been very fun. Uh, talking dark. Uh, so sad now thinking about the end. Dark with you and Tim Philly. We're literally on the finale this week. Yeah. Uh, probably just another couple episodes on that. And what else? Uh, Chappelle and I released the Grey's Anatomy character deep dive finally for yes. the month, uh, which was ridiculous. And I can't honestly say it's worth listening to, but I think <laughs> it was for sure fun. Uh -huh. I certainly had fun. I am on the x at that other ariel and we'll see for how much longer yeah uh yeah in addition to everything you said i'm also covering good omens with taylor and philly covering foundation with philly and austin heels uh wrestling tv shows very it's underratedly very good uh just a little star show doing that with stan c Heartstopper comes back this week so check out i'll have a uh, preview oh, pod with matt scott stopping from i know i know and uh, we're about to be halfway through what we do in the shadows. So I'll be chatting with Lindsay Wilson this week. So just a few things. I'm on the socials at High From Grace or Echo for Grace. Uh, we'll be back next week with more movies. Until then, I'm Grace. That's Ariel. And we are Coach Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.